Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I want to go right to the Western Hotline. I want to waste any time because we've got a lot to talk about. And uh, Chris Trapasso joins me now. Uh, good morning to you, Chris. Thanks for joining me, man. It's been a little while. Uh, how are things, man? Things are good, and this is probably the most pressure that I've ever had kicking off a show on yeah. WGR with that final guest. It's a great lineup, but to get Mina Kimes, I, I this is a lot of pressure. So I gotta like start off with a single to just start this awesome show. Yeah, so I'll 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 just give you like a softball, so we don't even have to worry about <laughs> putting the pressure on you this early on. Um, but no, uh, you know, Chris, obviously one of the things that I wanted to do today with you um, was talk a little bit about the offensive side of things because you know I think the offense for the Buffalo Bills in particular still feels to me like there's some incomplete additions there. And and I think mostly because the Bills did such a good job of retaining, Chris, all the pieces that they really wanted to retain, including mm-hmm. getting John Feliciano back um, and and having, hopefully, a healthy Cody Ford going into this season as maybe your full-time starting left guard. Um, but where I wanted to go with you, where I want to start with you is on the offensive line. And I really want to zero in on that 30th pick because – after 30, Chris, I do think things get really interesting when you get to the Bills' second-round pick, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the guys that will be available. I find this offensive line draft, Chris, to be incredibly unique and varied in its talent, um, in the size, um, in the experience that you're seeing. But frankly, I, I, I've been kind of on this train now for a little while, as I think you can find quality, even potential first-year starters into the third round of this draft, and, and that's kind of maybe the one position group you can you can maybe coin that as, but I'm really interested in you in terms of fit. If you were to throw me a guy at 30 that you think is going to be around, available at 30, that really fits either a need or maybe the structure, or maybe it's a Brian Dable type, um, you know, Air Perkins type offense, a pass-heavy offense, is there a guy that sticks out to you in your mind that you think is just the best fit for the Bills? If you're talking offensive line at 30, uh, it would have to be Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. I mean, he was a three-year starter there. He has a wrestling background, so you know that ticks a box for Sean McDermott. He's a center, but at the Senior Bowl, they tried him out at guard, and he's a little bit of a bigger, bulkier center. So I think he can play guard, and we know that there was some speculation that the Bills were maybe going to move on from Mitch Morris. I, I was not in that camp. I thought they should certainly hold on to him. He takes a pay cut to stick around. I think the fact that Creed Humphrey has the versatility, has the experience, he's kind of a mauler, very good um, winning the leverage battle, the angle battle, because of that wrestling background. You love the experience. Uh, I think, and maybe there's even a little bit of an aside that he's blocked on the same offensive line with Cody Ford in the past. He was starting there before Cody Ford came to the NFL. I think Creed Humphrey could be that dark horse name 
that would make a lot of sense. It wouldn't be a flashy pick. And like you mentioned, because of the retention on the entire offense, and really on the defense too, he wouldn't have to play immediately, but it would be a, a smart selection to upgrade and to push some of those starters at guard. And then maybe for the future, he is your starting center in 2022. He's not a freaky specimen, but he is a very high floor interior offensive lineman. And that's what you would want to get at pick 30 if you're the Bills. So I, I, I like the idea a lot, I, and especially from what you saw at the Senior Bowl, like you mentioned, and his ability to have some of that maybe that, that versatility to move from center or guard or, hey, I, I think they liked part of the reason I think they liked John Feliciano wanted to bring him back mm-hmm. was his his ability to bump down to center if need be, if there was an injury. When you're talking about Creed, though, where do you view him long term? Like, do you view him as – because I, I, you and me had this conversation about Cody Ford I don't know how many times. Um, you know, where we really viewed yeah. him as in the in the pro game where we thought he would really have the ability to be a Pro Bowl-level level player, and we both thought guard was that position for them. So I – I'm glad that the Bills kind of also thought that, and obviously they, they've moved him to left guard, and, and he's going to be fighting out um, at, at that left guard position to be the starter. Where do you see Creed Humphrey being, if we're saying he's going to have a Pro Bowl career, he's going to have a Pro Bowl career because he's playing here? I think it's center, just because that's where he predominantly played at Oklahoma. He's not the most agile, quick off the snap center, but he's very powerful. He doesn't get bull rushed into the quarterback too often, and and this is the case, and I think Mitch Morse is very good at doing this. Because he's so experienced, he's good at calling out the protection, understanding where Blitz is coming from, helping out his left guard to his left or the right guard when there's a stunt, when there's a delayed Blitz, a zone Blitz. So he's very cerebral in that sense. Is he going to be, the like again, the most athletic center in the league? No, but I think he's plenty powerful enough, again, to potentially play guard in a pinch but at center he can really do all of the things that you need centers to do very well from the mental side of the game and then he matches it with that power and that wrestling background yeah and Chris I mean I think you would agree with this I'm not sure that if the Bills are looking for a a replacement for Mitchell Morse long term I'm not sure that like I'm 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 zoning in on you know these these potential uh, these potential prospects and their ability to be like road graders or big guys in the middle that can become real um, physical run blockers because I just don't think that's where this offense even if Brian Dable moves on this offseason and say Ken Dorsey takes over I I would assume that this pass happy um, type of pass first offense is going to kind of continue to be how mm-hmm. they win with Josh Allen so what that said is. Does he maybe fit in the mold of a guy that you can really like Mitchell Morse? I'm not saying is as an elite level offensive center, but I will say in terms of pass blocking, he is much better pass. He's a very good pass blocker, and I'd say he's he's an okay run blocker. Right? Would you maybe fill Creed Humphrey in that sort of mold where you you believe he's a guy that walks in off the bus as a guy that can really handle the interior pass rush in the NFL, but maybe will struggle out of the gates as a run blocker, or do you see that as vice versa? No, I actually see him pretty similarly to Mitch Morse, that I think playing at Oklahoma, and I haven't mentioned this yet, I mean, that is a spread-out, pass-happy offense. And a lot of what I just said about calling out blitzes and stunts, that was a part of his key role dealing with an offense that wanted to throw the ball 50 times a game at Oklahoma and was very spread out. There wasn't a lot of extra blockers in there at running back or at tight end, so it was five offensive linemen having to block sometimes six and seven guys. So I think he can come in right away, even if he doesn't have to play immediately, but early in his career, and be a above-average 
pass blocker. And I think because he's not a crazy athlete, that's why we haven't heard about a lot of first-round buzz for him. And that's probably why he might struggle getting to the second level on those combo blocks in the run game or getting across the line of scrimmage on a zone play. And we know the Bills like to kind of mix up if they're running man concepts or zone concepts in their run game. But he has plenty of experience and a lot of quality film blocking on a passing play. And I agree with you, whether it's Brian Dable or Ken Dorsey, the Bills on first down even want to pass the football. And that's the way that the league is trending. And the Bills, I think, get an advantage by letting Josh Allen throw the football uh, even in those traditional run play type of situations. So I think Creed Humphrey's background at Oklahoma uh, and, and just how often they threw the football will really bode well for him once he gets to the NFL. CBS NFL Draft Sports, uh, I guess I call you a reporter, but really you're, you're kind of an all-around uh, utility player for CBS in terms of the draft. And before I, uh, before I get into the next prospect, I, you should plug, because I know you're doing a ton of coverage for CBS for the draft, like wall-to-wall. Uh, if you want to plug that, this is a good time to plug it, because I know a lot of folks that are listening are, are big Chris Trapasso uh, draft fans. So, uh, Yeah, from round two through round seven, if you go on to cbssports.com and follow the draft tracker, I know those are really popular during the draft. Go to CBS Sports, any live grade that you see starting at pick number 33 all the way through pick 259 will be done by me. The third year I've done it, I'm, it's my favorite thing to do every year. It is an absolute grind over those two final days of the draft, but it's a lot of fun. So any draft grade, and then I give like two or three sentences on each pick, that will be done by me. Nice. Um yeah, the other guy I really wanted to talk to you about, Chris, is Landon Dickerson of Alabama, interior offensive lineman. Uh, is kind of maybe in the same mold of a Creed Humphrey, a guy that in mm-hmm. the NFL at the next level could maybe veer out as a center or a guard. Where do you like Dickerson? I know uh, in terms of, you know, like mock drafts and fan mock drafts, the draft network and whatnot, he has been sort of the ideal second-round pick um, for folks. Yeah. I've seen him sort of slot in a lot there. Is that a guy you believe that based on his interviews with teams – I, he's he's kind of he, he shocks me as the kind of guy that is likely going to have a team fall in love with him. Um, even outside of what he puts on film, I think he's a really solid player. But I think people are going to like the person Landon Dickerson even more. Um, so that leads me to believe he's probably not going to be around for the Bills in the second round. So is he a kind of guy, even coming off the injury, that you believe he's first-round talent, first-round grade, this is a guy that the next level that can walk in and start at either guard or center? I wouldn't necessarily put him in that light. I don't think he's a first-round prospect, and the fact that he had the torn ACL in December mm-hmm. uh, is a little bit worrisome. I, projecting out for a whole career, you're not worried about that injury too much. Uh, I think he's actually better at guard. I, I don't know if I want my center to be like six five or mm-hmm. six six. And Landon Dickerson played left tackle. He started at Florida State, played there. He played right. He's played every position. So talk about versatility. I think that is part of the reason why a team is going to really fall in love with him. And for him to get all the way to pick 61, it seems somewhat unlikely. Um, So I like him. I think he's a little bit stiff and plays a little high. Uh, Again, to be dealing with a 6'1", 290-pound defensive tackle that uses leverage and quickness to get into the backfield, I think he might have a little problems with that. He would actually be the inverse of someone like Creed Humphrey or Mitch Morris. Mm. I think... In that power run game, and yes, Alabama liked to throw the football, but they were also very good at running. And in terms of being a run blocker and executing a combo block and 
down blocking and then getting to the second level and finding a linebacker, that's where Landon Dickerson really excels. I think he also is good at helping out teammates um, when there's only a three- or a four-man rush and he doesn't have an initial assignment off the snap. Uh, but I, I just a little bit concerned about his size at center. I think at guard adds a little bit more weight. I think he can be a very good guard. If he was there at 61 and the Bills went corner or edge rusher in round one, I think they would run that pick to the podium. He seems more like a, a solid round two pick for me just because I, I'm – kind of in the minority that I don't really love his long-term projection at the center spot. So I know the toast of Bill's Twitter is more like they need to go for a tight end. And hey, I'm, I don't think I'm totally against the tight end idea. Um, but after Kyle Pitts, I, I, don't, I don't really view there as being another bona fide first round um, tight end no. coming out of this draft. So if tight end isn't the move, I think wide receiver might be a sneaky move. And, and I think the Bills will... I think the Bills at 30 will draft the best available. So I think we can throw out any other conversations about, well, the Bills really need this so they'll breach or they'll pick a player because they're need. I think the Bills are in a draft the best available type player. And with that said, that might lead them to see multiple wide receivers as the best potential player on the board at the time 30 comes around. The one name that I'm sort of crushing on and hoping falls to the Bills, but I, I'm not sure that I actually think it's realistic, is Rashad Bateman of Minnesota. Um, but with him missing the season, um, last year and opting out, maybe, you know, without the, all the additional film, maybe Bateman falls into the mid-20s, and if the Bills really like him, that's a guy maybe you you trade up a couple picks to go and grab. But who's a player at 30? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine is Elijah Moore of, of Ole Miss is another player I'd really love to see in this offense, and there might not be two better, like, mentors for Elijah Moore than Cole Beasley <laughs> and, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. So tell me a little bit about 30 um, at the wide receiver position, and if if you think there's maybe a really ideal scheme fit for the Bills at wide receiver. Yeah, that would be the ultimate best player available direction that the Bills could go in because we know that the wide receiver group in 2021 is set. But I do think that the Bills, Brandon Bean and, and all the same coaching staff is back, they just are coming off a playoffs where Cole Beasley got kind of dinged up and John Brown was hurt, wasn't at 100%, and we saw that kind of rear its ugly head in that AFC title game that, the Bills' pass game wasn't as efficient as it had been for the first 18 games of the season because they didn't have uh, tons of depth at the wide receiver spot, and some of the wide receivers that they have are a little older. Elijah Moore would be a tremendous scheme fit in Buffalo because he is a mix of Cole Beasley and, I think, early in his career, Emmanuel Sanders in that he can really stretch the field. He ran in the low 4-4s at his pro day, had a three-cone under that seven-second threshold that we all like to see well under it. He's super quick, very sure-handed. He's tiny, but he's not someone that immediately goes down on first contact. Uh, and to just get a season with maybe he only sees 40 or 50 targets right. because there's, it, there's so much uh, – possibilities for Josh Allen to throw the football so much talent on this roster I think that would be totally fine and then he's immediately your wide receiver number two uh in 2022 I will say you bring up Elijah Moore you bring up Rashad Bateman who to me is probably the best all-around yeah. wide receiver in that second tier he can bring you anything that you need on the football field there are going to be quality high quality yeah. wide receivers available at 30 when the bills go on the clock so if they're really going best player available, and you're right, Brandon Bean has set this team up to truly go in that direction. There's no 
telegraphing, like, hey, we lost Matt Milano, we need a linebacker. That's not the case. Uh, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore, Rashad mm-hmm. Bateman, those are the three that I think are could be there, realistically could be on the board at 30, all of which would be tremendous fits to, like Sean McDermott has said, keep that fastball. I know you've been on that train. Joe Marino's been on yep. that train. Keep the fastball. The Chiefs drafted me, Cole Hardman, when they had you know the prime of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and a great run game. It, it wouldn't shock me if Brandon Bean says, hey, we know how important the pass game is. We want to keep this group young and pushing a lot of these bottom-of-the-roster players. Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, or Rashad Bateman, I would be completely fine with either of those three being the pick at 30. And, you know, Chris, it's it's not lost on me that one of the more interesting quotes you have from Brandon Bean on any draft prospect is of Elijah Moore um, when he was down. And this, was, this would have been when Moore was a freshman at Ole Miss. And his quote is basically... Yeah, that that kid's going to be something in a in a few years in the league. And the fact that you have, you know, him kind of standing out to Brandon Bean all that time ago and Bean kind of watching his career play out at Ole Miss, I I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the Bills go because here's the thing, Chris, we're talking about a team that used, you know, 10 personnel more than any team in the league last year. This is a team that uses wide receivers. They want wide receivers out there. They want the mismatch of having 3 and 4 and even 5 wide receiver sets. So, yeah, I don't think you can have enough wide receivers in your point about the injuries towards last season. I think is, is spot on. Not only that, I, I wonder, listen, I, I think all of us really enjoyed the Gabe Davis, you know, rookie experience, but I don't want to, I want to say that like, maybe you don't want to rely on him taking a notable step in year two. I think maybe you want to make sure you hedge that bet and you hedge a lot of bets at the wide receiver position. And I think they'll have the opportunity for sure to do that at 30. Chris, thanks so much, my friend. I appreciate all the insight. Um, tell the folks where they can find you on Twitter and obviously on CBS sports for the draft. Um, and any other work you got coming up here in the coming days and weeks. I'm just on Twitter at Chris Trapasso. I just dropped a top 200 big board on Friday. I'll have it out to 250 before the draft. And again, live grades from rounds two through round seven, CBS Sports NFL Draft Tracker. Awesome, bro. Appreciate you so much and uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk soon.